The NBA is on TuneIn, streaming NBA games around the globe. It's time to bring you the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, sends it home. This is Two Men Weave on the NBA on TuneIn, your home for you the could, NBA Finals. Keep me and Kenyon in it. Yeah. You're good like that. All right. Yes, yes, yes. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin. Yes, sir. Some of you might know him as Ken Kmart. This is the two-man weave, NBA on tuning. We're taking calls today. I want to hear from the people. We're taking calls all show. 844-635-6684-844-635-6684. Kenyon, this is this the time of the this the time of the year. You probably like Pavlov. Probably still get excited for this time of the year because if you love basketball, yeah, it don't get no bigger than this. It, 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 this is when it, it, it starts to go down. Yes, sir. This is when the focus happens. This is when you gotta sort of uh, gotta tighten up your little panties. Yeah, buddy. And get them out of a knot. Get them out of a knot. Get your panties out of a knot. Because now it's big boy time. It's big boy time. Put on your big boy drawers. Put on your big boy drawers. <laughs> Now's the time to get it popping. This is the two-man We. My name is Michael Rappaport, again, with Kenyon Martin. So much to talk about. Last time we were talking, we were in New Orleans. And now, we're getting ready to get ready for the playoffs. First thing I want to ask you, Kenyon. Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Zaza, the klutz Petulia. <laughs> I mean, what a, this is bad news. Yeah, that's unfortunate for you to... Um... Uh, for that to be friendly fire, you know, um, you never expect you guys to take you out. But it's one of them situations we all have been in where somebody goes down and you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, uh, and it's unfortunate. Um, it's a knee, MCL sprain. Um, what, what is that? You've, you've, Kenyon Martin has had a long you – must, you must almost be like as good as a doctor when it comes to knee injuries. Yeah, like when, when, when your son, <laughs> Kenyon Martin Jr., as a knee thing, are you yeah. able to sort of give them like a rough examination? Yeah, when it comes to knees, um, I know the different pains that you might be in and things like that. If it's just if it's tendonitis, wear and tear, or or if it's something more than that, um, I think I've I've had enough exams and and been on in, uh, in front of enough doctors talking knees to last me a lifetime. So 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 based on what we've heard so far about Durant's mm -hmm. knee injury. Dr. Martin. Yes, yes, sir. The uh, alternative knee doctor to the NBA stars. And, I mean, you know, you could treat gymnasts. Listen, we need to open a clinic. We need to open <laughs> Dr. Martin. He treats just knees. That's all we can just do. If you knees. got a cold, you hurt your finger, we, we can't. We got can't knees and legs yeah. and, and stuff like that. So yeah, based, I got on, you covered. based on Kevin Durant, what you've heard right now, mm -hmm. the prognosis, what is that? How serious is it based on what we know? Um. It, it all depends on the um, heard it's a grade two sprain, which is um, um, so we all know um, a sprain is a, that you're actually tearing fibers. Right. Um, that's what it is. And he has a bone bruise, which is um, I think it's significant. Um, when you have a bone bruise, it's, there's pain there as well as as well as the sprain. So all that takes time to heal. Um, and, it, and it all depends on his pain threshold. Right. How much he can um, tolerate. Now, if you're Kenyon Moore, um, if you're if you're Kevin Durant at this point in the season, mm -hmm. and he has that injury, do you do you tolerate the pain, or do you say, you know what, it's better I chill now so this doesn't get any worse, and 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 start dealing with the pain when the chips are really starting to become on the line? Like, w what do you think? It's the time of the year right now where he has to think about the playoffs. You know, if it was November, then yeah, it'd be a different story. 
But right now, you have to take care of your body. You have to gear up for the playoff run. And he knows that better than anybody. Him being hurt last year during the playoffs um, right. a little bit. So that that kind of stung a little bit. But um, he he uh, he understands and knows his body better than anyone. Right. You know. So f- for him to take this time now to get that right and get that as as close to 100% as he can before um, mid-April, that's key. Can the can the Warriors contain this one seed without Kevin Durant? Because it's not the same Warriors. Because I was thinking earlier, well, they're just going to shift into what they did last year, but there's no Bogut, there's no Festus. Um, and, 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 you know, and you get used to playing in a certain thing. They started catching their groove. Yeah. I feel like uh, Steph Curry... Not to say that he coasted, but I, he definitely sort of pulled back, and I feel like he's sort of, you know, buying his time because I felt like last year and the year before, you know, he went so hard in the seventy, uh, in the eighty-two games in the regular season. By the time playoff comes, you know, you're like leery, especially if you're six-three, one hundred eighty-five pounds yeah. with a pair of wet Timberlands on. Um, what? How? How difficult will it be with the San Antonio Spurs creeping behind for Golden State to maintain this one seed? I don't think it. Um, I don't think they'll lose it. Um, with him being out, because they have enough, I think, right now to get it done. Uh, they still have pretty much their core guys. Um, you're going to miss KD, of course. Right. Of course. But I think the way San Antonio plays it, um, San Antonio, um, they're going to win as many games as they possibly can. Um, but I, I don't see um, the San Antonio Spurs taking over the Warriors for first place in the West. Um, because I think, like you said, Steph, he's he's coasted so far. Right. Because um, he had to. Right. But he's still been playing out of his mind, right. which is a good thing. You know, so all he has to do is step his play up, Clay step his play up some more, and I think those guys will be fine. There's been a lot of pickups. We're going to get into all that. We're going to get into Magic Johnson's effect on the Lakers mm-hmm. and whether or not he's qualified. I think he's qualified to run the Lakers and probably, and I'm quoting somebody on Twitter, uh, the great Rex Chapman, who's part of the NBA tune-in. Uh, he said one of the great things. He said Magic Johnson's absolutely qualified to run the Lakers. He might be overqualified to be the president of the United States. Rex, the uh, comedy clubs in L.A. are looking for you. <laughs> That's a good line. That's a great line. Um, but but the the some of the pickups, I want to get into Duran, uh, uh, who once corrected me because it's uh, Darren Williams. Uh, but I once said Duran. He said Darren. I said, all right. I see. What, I see. What, I see. Where, I see where you're at. It's like, I, I got you, money. And uh, Bogut, both signed with the Cavs. But Matt Barnes to Golden State. Why? What does he bring? Um... Uh, Draymond, the, the 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 he likes to kick balls, <laughs> soccer balls, baseballs. He he likes to kick. He yes. likes to kick. Yes. So what what does Matt Barnes bring to the Golden State? Why would they sign him so late in the season? Um, another body, um, another small that can um, defend on the wing, um, multiple positions, one, two, and three. Um, KD being out, I think they need another body on the wing. Right. Um, so he was the. The one guy out there who they can depend on, who's been a warrior before. Um, so bringing him back home where it all started for him. Right. Um, I think it was a good gesture um, by the Warriors. And he can – he's serviceable. And he, and he brings that intensity. Um, and, I, and, like, I think that, you know, he can, he can you know, do some of the dirty work for Draymond, uh, who what, – what is your opinion about the kicking and the flailing and him saying that it's a basketball gesture and the rest yeah. of the people who've ever played basketball, including NBA players, analysts, street ballers, street ballers, cousins, sisters and wives, no one kicks as much. Now, you've talked about flailing and, yeah. you know, when you get a foul, but what is your opinion about him kicking? What do you think the solution is? Did you ever see somebody do that move as consistently as Draymond Green is? And why can't he stop? Yeah. 
I don't know why he can't stop, but it hurt his team last year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just one of them things where I've I've never seen someone get stripped or a possession, the ball going out of bounds, and your first reaction is to raise your leg. Like I, I've never been, I've never seen that. Most basketball players that I've been around, and myself included, if you get stripped or the ball goes down or whatever, the automatic reaction is your hands to go up. You flare your hands, boom. Right. So they put a rule in for that because guys like Kobe and other guys, myself. We're flailing. We was hitting guys. Did you ever so, hit anybody? Yeah, I hit Melvin Eli one game, man. Uh, he, he was behind me, and I didn't see him. I got stripped, went up, hit him in his face. Uh, I knew I hit him pretty hard, but I didn't know what the severity of it was. Right. Um, then after the game, um, they say he was on the bus, and he just started screaming. And they was asking, what's wrong? So they took him to the doctor, and I cracked his orbital bone. Totally inadvertently, yeah, not I on did purpose. Not, I did not see him. He was behind me. And you're cool with it. Yeah, I, me and Melvin, cool. That's my guy. And right. I felt bad. Right. You know, I felt really, really bad for hitting him. But it was my arm. I've never seen a, a, a strip and, and constantly your legs flail out. And I like Draymond. I like the way he Definitely. plays. Me I too. like his intensity. The yes. one thing that I can't stand behind, I don't think anybody could stand behind, is the kicking. It, it, it's just too... It's too bugged out. You're a professional basketball player. You know, I saw Draymond at the NBA All-Star team, and I had never seen him in, in real life, and I was like, yo, he's not even that tall. But I think heart, determination, hustle yeah. really makes him a good player. But the kicking, yo, you would think after last year in the finals, he literally sat out an NBA finals game because yeah. of this foolishness. Yeah, you have to learn after a while, man. But, like, we all know the league has changed. And the but the is, kicking was never the, acceptable. No, the league is soft, man. You know, certain things fly now that didn't fly 15 years ago. Right. You know, 15, 20 years ago, like guys doing things on the court that people didn't agree with. Right. And they will wait on you to do that to them. Right. So they can show you what it's really about. Right. Like old school guys, like you do that to like one person, I had asked a mistake, you do it again, somebody going to turn around and punch you in your mouth. Right. And then let's see how you get it from there. Right. You know, but that's not a part of the NBA right now, so – he has his reputation of being um, one of the tough guys in the league, so to speak, if uh, if that's what he's classified as. But nobody has tried him yet, and I don't think nobody will. What, what, what did you think of, like, uh, a week ago, right after the All-Star break? I didn't like it. You know, I, I know Paul Pierce. He's not a, uh, he's not a church mouse. So Paul yeah. likes to talk. Paul might have said, you know, stuff in the past. What did you think about what was caught on, on Mike yeah. that Draymond was saying to Paul Pierce? Yeah, that's – like he took, <laughs> that's wild, disrespectful, um, on so many levels, man. Um, and man, uh, everybody knows his last year. He's not getting the playing time that he once did. His numbers are down and things like that. And for you to take a shot like that when y'all up, um, you know, um, it's it's disheartening. But to take it another step further, like, did nobody on his team say nothing nor do nothing? Right. No, that's that that's what bothered me about the whole thing. Like, if we on this team together, like, I got your back, right, wrong, or indifferent. Somebody should have said, like, I don't care if I don't like you off the court, whatever our differences are, when we on this court, I got your back. Right. Like, if he start that on the court and I'm out there or if I'm on the bench, right. Paul ain't going to have to say nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. got this. Right. Even if, I, if I'm on the court, like, I'm going to take care of that. Right. That's just me. Like, no, I'm not going to have you disrespect my teammates, put your hands on my teammates, hard right. foul my teammates, and don't nothing happen. Like, that's just the way I was raised, the right. way I was brought up to play basketball and in the NBA as well. Throughout the league, I've always had my guys back. Like, Earl Borkins on our team in Denver, everybody used to go out of their way to do stuff to him. So one day I took up for him. He like, man, nobody's ever taken up for me. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. Nah, man, like, you're not going to tolerate that. Right, right. And the Clippers, man, them dudes should be ashamed of themselves, man.
Now, it, it's just talking, but where somebody should at least said something. Said something. Yeah, you ain't got to. Just come up on him and yeah, just. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, man, I de- man, we better, whatever. Right. Like, all that would have been going on. They would have had to stop playing. We would have got a tech. Right. Like, cause at nah, least get a tech. Yeah, like, we're going like, to. Nah, if it's just talking, we're going to talk this out, but we're going to bark back and forth. I'm not going to let you talk to my teammate that way. Right. I'm saying, it ain't got to become physical, but right. I'm not going to let you disrespect my guys. This is the confrontational two. This Definitely. is the two man weave. My man Kenyon Martin, it's good to see you. Likewise, brother. We took over yeah. New Orleans. And did the thing. We're back in Los Angeles, Los Angeles at the Tune In studio. The NBA on TuneIn. We're taking phone calls, and we're going to take our first phone call early in the show. Anybody who wants to call in, you can call us for the next two hours, 844-635-6684. Yo, don't curse. If you curse, you get cut. And that's coming from me and Kenyon Martin. You know, hey, if, we can, hey, if we can be on this air and not do it, hey, anybody can do Listen it. Listen to me. If we could be on the radio... For I think now we've done about 14 hours of radio, and there hasn't been one slip-up. Anybody could do it. If you call in and you curse, you're getting cut. I got my hand on the trigger, all right, and I'm going to pull it if you curse. Who do we got, Miles? Oh, okay, we got Loopy. Loopy, what up? How you doing, my brother, man? Yo, Loopy Blogger. Is this the Loopy Blogger from the Boogie Down Bronx? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. From the Boogie <laughs> Down Bronx, the biggest Knicks fan in the world, man. The voice of the New York. New York Knicks. All right, now, Loopy. I just wanted to show my love and appreciation to the show, man. I appreciate, I appreciate that. It, brother. Now, Loopy, I know you like to curse, so let's keep it clean. How's everything going yeah, in New of York? Of course, of course. How, how are you feeling about our New York Knicks? They cut They cut Brandon Jennings. Where's your head at with the yeah. Knicks right now? Give me a quick to rant. Honest, Give me a clean to rant. Be honest, you, to be honest, right now, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I guess they're making moves for the better. I've I seen some weaknesses, you know what I mean? On uh, uh, on the defense and and some and some mistakes when when he was running when he was running the, the offense you know so something had to be done man and I hope this is for the better for the both ways you know may he succeed somewhere else and we got to move on man all right even all right. though I loved him like family he was a good dude <laughs> but you know what I mean we got I'm I'm a Knicks fan I was a Knicks fan before he was there. And I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan forever, so hopefully we make, we don't we 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 making some right decisions right now, man. All right, this, I'm, I'm 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 hurt right now, man. I'm hurt. It hurts bad, day. man. I I know, I know you feel man. your your Knicks pain bad too. It, it, to me, at this point, being a Knicks fan, it, it it's hurt. I'm 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 a little demoralized. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm gonna be honest, and, and I hate saying I got this. People looking for me, bro. Yeah, I got people looking for me, man. Yeah, like where's the guy that always made this video that was talking all that? You know what I mean? But I just want to say, Kenya Martin, I appreciate you, brother. I love you, man. You you are what the game is missing. You was a bully. I respect you. You know what I mean? When you came to New York for those little for those for that little one year, two, 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 three years, I appreciated you, man. God bless your soul, man. Thank you for everything. Appreciate the love. For the brother. game and the people, man. And this is coming from from Loopy, man. I love I love basketball. I love the Knicks. I've been around for a while, man. And I just want to tell you, I seen your career when you was with the Nets. When you you was always popping, man. You didn't let nobody disrespect, man. Like you was like you was saying, you, like you you don't care if you off the court, on the court. That was your brother right there. Y'all was holding each other down. Yeah, the no game doubt. is missing that. Is it, I, I miss you, and I just wanted to show my love and appreciation. So you know what appreciate I mean? you calling, I, man. I, I appreciate the love, bro. You know, all right, I Loopy. Hope you guys, continue to succeed, man. Do Yo, your thing, Mike. Keep calling in, Loopy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the call, okay, my man. Yes, God sir. bless. Um, another another dude, you know, with the Knicks that 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 sort of, I don't know if it's injury, 
or or what? Noah Joakim, who I thought would really be embraced by the Knicks fans, but he can't even stay on the on the court. <laughs> Why would he be embraced by the Knicks fans? Because he brings the energy. He brings the hype. Man, he sucks. <laughs> Has he digressed? Man, digressed. He's always sucked. But he he was at one point defensive player of the year. Man, I, don't, I ain't buying it. Break it down, Kenyon. What what is your opinion? I ain't got no words for this. Y'all, everybody, this all it's been documented how I feel about Joe Kim Noah right now. This he's uh, he's been he's played hard, right? But it's just I've I've never been a fan. That's all it is. Like he's one of them, one of them people. I'm just like like why? Right. And especially going to the Knicks and then like I, I just look at the situation, man. Like what does he do? Right. Like I, I I've just. I'm baffled. I'm, I'm I'm at a loss for words over this situation. Unfortunately, he's out right now with an injury. Right. He has to get surgery. See him in the surgery. Does he have surgery? Yeah, I wish him speedy recovery, man. I um, hope he get back out there and continue to suck. <laughs> this is the two-man weave, the confrontational two. All right, so I brought up uh, the signing of Matt Barnes. I need you to help explain this in basketball business terms and in moral sort of ring-chasing terms. Deron Williams. Is it Deron or Darren? Darren. Darren Williams. You know, I, I honestly, I, I met Darren. I met his family in New York. I used to see him all, all the way around New York. And one time I said, Deron, and he would like correct me. I'm like, yo, my man. Yeah, I do it too when people mispronounce my name. Do you? Oh, the Kenyon. Oh, listen, that drives me up a wall. What is it? What it's is Kenyon. It? They say Kenyon. My name is, there's no hyphens, no. Print. I got you. No, my name is Kenyon. Like, I got you. People, Kenyon. No, that, like, I, I, I will ignore you. If you call me that. Right. Like, I've ignored people for calling me. My name is not Kenyon. My name is Kenyon. Fair enough. I'm talking, I'm talking about. Fair enough. Okay. He got cut or waived by Dallas. Yes. And now him and Andrew Bogut are signing with the Cavaliers. They're ring chasing. But this is what I need you to explain to me. Number one, the, the, the moral part of that. Like, you're ring chasing. If you win the ring, does it really matter? And number two... I feel like at this point in the NBA season, it's like everybody – like it's really just the two teams. It's the Cavaliers and, and the Golden State Warriors are like gathering all their chips for this inevitable inevitable world war. And and I don't know if I like it in terms of for basketball, for fans. You know, like Darren Williams, did he know – like does he speak to Cleveland before and say, yo, they're going to cut me and I'm going to come there. Or I'm, they're going to cut me, Steph. I might come back. Yo, what's going on in the NBA? Like is this a new thing? No, like these buyouts at this junction of the season, um, it's pretty much a mutual decision. Between the team, the team and the player. player. So give me give so, me an example. Explain so it like to right me. So like right now, I'm saying Darren, he is probably on his last few years um, – in the league. Right. Hopefully not, but that's where the, the way it seems. Right. Dallas is in the basement. Yes. They're not playing for anything, this, that, and the third. Right. The Knicks are in the basement, not playing for anything. Brandon's in the same situation. Right. You know, so the team is not playing for anything. So you look out there, you're like, well, we're not playing for anything. Why? Like, what am I doing here? Um, I'm not getting any younger. Right. So I want an opportunity to, to, to be on the playoff team and a winning situation, maybe win a championship. So then what happens? So he Darren Williams says something, or do they say something? It's probably both. Um, he probably um, he was playing well. He was right. Playing well for Dallas. Um, putting up decent numbers. So he's like, well, so what can we do? So there's a buy out there. They come up with a number, back and forth, whatever. So they come up with a number. They buy him out. They waving. 
and go. But for instance, let's uh, just say Darren Williams is making. Let's just say yeah. a number. Let's say he's making twenty million dollars. Yeah. So when you say buyout, who's buying who out? Is he buying? Is he saying pay me fifteen? Yeah, definitely. Um, so you come up with your number, see if the team comfortable enough to give you that. Oh, so you're essentially saying let's just uh, so throw yeah. that number twenty because it's a round yeah. number, twenty, and they say you know what? instead of giving me twenty for the year. Yeah. Give me f- f- 15, 15, and they'll say, no, we want to give you 14. And if he wants that. Yeah, he can take the 14, walk away, sign with Cleveland, and get paid with Cleveland as well. And he'll get the 14 from Cleveland and usually a minimal from the team you sign with. Yeah, he'll get the money from Dallas that he's owed, and then he'll go to Cleveland, he'll sign for the remainder of the year, whatever that is, and then they go from there. Now, dude, what do you think? Like A guy like Darren could be yes. extremely helpful. Definitely. He'll be motivated for Cleveland. LeBron has been saying the P word. Mm-hmm. The playmaker, playmaker word all year, word, and definitely. and I think Darren Williams, he's a sufficient. He's more than a. He ain't no Andrew. Um, what's the what's the from Australian kid? Uh, uh, the what's the guy name? The Villa didn't know. He's better than him, and and when he's healthy, uh, Darren Williams is a very 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 good player. Um, you know I don't know. Uh, yeah, Deli Delavadova. Yes. It took me three <laughs> years to get his name right. But, yeah, but, but Darren uh, is, is definitely fair? right now. Yeah, hey, it's, that's the way the league is going, man. That's the way the league is going right now. Stack the deck. Um, we give your team the, I guess, the best chance to win it, and so that's what Cleveland is doing. Um, there are the good, there are pieces out there, so they look to see who who could possibly be the best fit for their team. What and do you I th- guess Darren and right now Andrew Bogut was the best fit for their team, um, and we'll see. Dude, how much of a, a value does these two guys give to the to the Cavaliers as a team? I don't know about Bogut. Right, I, I mean health wise. Bogut. No, 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 just basketball wise. It because doesn't make why? sense. What, what does um, he do? What it, does he not do? He's a good rim protector. Okay. But the things they did on offense in Golden State to to interact him in the game, yep. they threw him the ball in the high post, let him make plays, dribble handoffs, and things like that. They're not going to use him that way in Cleveland. Different sort of offense. Different sort of offense. LeBron has the ball in his hand. If not, Kyrie has the ball in his hand. The ball is moving. Golden State more. more um... It was dribble handoffs and letting Bogan make certain decisions. You know, And he's not going to be put in that situation in Cleveland. Right. You know, like I said, he's a good rim protector. That's what he brought to Golden State. No, but his, um, the, the way Cleveland plays, it's a different scenario. They want to play faster, things like that. So it's just a different scenario. I, I just don't see Andrew Bogan fitting the way they want to play. And where are the minutes? Right. Where are the minutes? You got Channing Fry, who plays most of the minutes um, if Tristan is not in the game. Doesn't it, if he wins them one game, if 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 if, if Bogut plays well in one game, it's worth it though, right? If one playoff game is, if he's like not the, he's never going to be the focal yeah. focal, but if he has, if he gets off one game, it's, well, he's servable, man. He, um, but I just don't see where the minutes come in. Right. I just don't. I just don't see where the minutes. All right. This is the two man weave. We're going to be right back. We're taking phone calls eight four four six three five six six eight four. Kenyon Martin. Michael Rappaport, we're going to talk about Magic Johnson's qualifications to run the Lakers. We're going to talk about the relentlessness of Russell Westbrook and whatever whatever else people want to call us and talk to us about 844-635-6684. This is the two-man weave NBA on tune, and we'll be right back. Two-man weave continues after this on the NBA on tune in. Hi, Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, Just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it. 
I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve, is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Stay out of their lane. It's Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? All the way back down, he tipped in the alley-oop for set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunk of the night. All right, we're back. This is the Two Man Weave, the confrontational two. Confrontational front court of Kenyon Martin and myself. I just run the point. 
and I just throw it up there. And you know what I'm known for. Banging it on your neck. All right. We're going to get into Magic Johnson, the effect he will inevitably have for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook is a triple-double machine. He's had more triple-doubles this season than Michael Jordan has had his entire career. This whole MVP race is coming down to Russell. I think KD's obviously out of it now. James Harden. As much as I like to break LeBron James' chops, in my opinion, he's the MVP every season. Definitely. Um, but what he does for his team year in, year out, um, since he's been in a part of the Cavs and, and or Miami, um, he, he can – if they wanted to, they can give LeBron James a trophy every year. Every single year. Because you, it's the most valuable player, and he's the most valuable player for his team and every other team in the league. You know, that's like he does more for his guys consistently than than most guys in the NBA. I agree. We're taking phone calls at eight four four six three five six six eight four for the next hour and a half. We are live. We got a phone call. Somebody wants to talk about LeBron. Bla- LeBron blames. I'm sorry, LeBron James. We got to keep things professional. Uh, you're on, Joe. You're on with Kenyon Martin and me, Michael Rappaport, aka the Gringo Mandingo. What's up, Mike? I'm a Jewish kid from Brooklyn. Yes. And Kmart. I remember watching you from the Knicks. You were great. Appreciate. It. I have this one question. Do you think it's unfair that they won't give LeBron the MVP? Do I think it's unfair? No, it's not unfair. I mean, he has enough hardware in his house. You know, I don't think one more MVP trophy is going to make or break him, uh, his spirits for what he does for his team. You don't think it would make or break the argument, uh, him or MJ? No, I don't think so, man. Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. It's not – LeBron is great. He does what – since he's been in the league, he's he's been awesome. But Mike is Mike. You know, it's a different time era. The things Mike did in his career, the NBA is way different now. No, so I don't think you can compare him. You know, if you could compare anybody, Michael Jordan, the closest thing, in my opinion, is Kobe Bryant. So, but that's an argument for barbershops. What do you think, Joe? What's your feeling on it, Joe? No, I think it's unfair. The guy plays the most minutes every year. He gets to the finals. Like, what is Russell Westbrook going to do, lose in the first round? Yeah, but, I mean, what what Russell – I mean, it's the same thing. That's the thing about these awards – you know, it's like the Oscars, the Emmys, or the Grammys. At the end of the day, you know, I could remember last year. Like, you, I can't remember. Was it Steph Curry who won the MVP last year? Or was it who won the MVP last season? It doesn't matter, but we know who won the championship. So, so you know, whether it was KD the year before or Steph Curry, you know, with his unanimous decision, you you sort of forget that you could, you could you know, some people that have great memories and, and are, that are steady – Statty people, they can, you know, rattle them all off. But in general, the MVP, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, and your wife will tell you that, is that ring. Yeah. That ring is the only thing that matters. Let me ask you this. So um, about MVP voting, um, <clears throat> I don't think guys who've never played in the NBA and never touched a basketball in the NBA should be allowed to vote. I think it should be done amongst peers and coaches. Mm. You know, I think it should be coaches and peers right. for that, GMs and things like that. Do you think it should? You think it should be players yes. and participants and GMs in in the league in right the league, now? In the league, man, I don't think media should yeah. should have a vote in in 
all pro this, NFL this, Hall of Fame that. Right. I just don't think it's fair. You know, I don't think it's fair for guys who've never been in the trenches or never ran up and down the basketball court or ran a sprint have the the right to say who deserves to be an MVP or or the Hall of Fame or first team All NBA. Like I, I don't I don't understand. That. As a player, thanks for your call, Joe. As a thanks, player, Joe. um, Kenyon, you know I do it. Uh, 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 but I, I, I know I don't take myself seriously. Um, these sports pundits, these guys that you've never seen kick, catch, throw, um, even hold, squeeze any sort of ball, any kind of stick, any sort of racket. When you were a player, and I know you can't speak for everybody, what do you think of these sports pundits, these guys that look like they, they can't do 15 push-ups, they, you've never seen them do anything, uh, and they just get on and they, they talk greasy about who's good, who's not good, who's qualified. What did you think of these guys? And when guys would criticize you and you come across them in the media thing, like, do you ever want to just smack the taste out of their mouth? So it's a well, two- or three-part question. Well, first, I, I know you can go to school for journalism. Yeah, who cares? Is, which is great. That's great. That's great. But what gets me is when they NFL expert, mm-hmm. NBA expert, what makes you an expert? You've never played. Right. How do you know what's going on? Right. What makes you an expert at the NBA? Right. You talk, you be good at what you do, write stories, don't judge people. Right. Write the facts on what's going on about the sport that you're covering or the or the person that you're covering. And leave it at that. Right. You no, know, but people cross the line. There are all kinds of stories that you can write about the sport, which is great. But I don't think that people that's never played the game should be calling themselves experts. Right. You can be an analyst, great. But no, you're not you're not covering me and being able to tell me what I did wrong at my job. And you have to talk to these guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I treated all the media the same. Which was? With a grain of salt. Got you. You know, I can honestly say unless somebody brought something to me, I never picked up a paper to see what somebody had to say the next day. Right. Never. Because it didn't matter to me. Because you don't know what it took for me to get ready to play that game, to get to this point. So your opinion doesn't matter to me. <laughs> now, recently, the great Magic Johnson, I call the closest thing to Santa Claus we have, <laughs> took over basketball operations of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, most people in Los Angeles, I'm out here in Los Angeles, that I heard from, everybody was excited about it. Mm-hmm. He's a winner. He knows about winning. Um, people on ESPN like Dan Lebetard said that he wasn't qualified to run the Lakers. What do you think will be the Magic Johnson effect on the Los Angeles Lakers? I think the effect will be that people respect Magic in the business world mm-hmm. and in the basketball world. Mm-hmm. So being able to sit down with free agents and or other coaches and um and, and being able for them to sit down and have open mind about joining the Lakers. You know, I think he. He's earned that. He's deserved that that opportunity, you know, for him to be put in those positions. Which I, I feel more players should be put in those positions um, to run teams and make decisions, GMs, presidents, and, and, and such. But um, I think Magic going forward, I think he's going to do a good job. But um, it's, it's just getting started. Right. So we'll see. Um, I didn't like to move them trading Lou Williams right away, but that's part of the league. Um, I think it was already in the making before he took the job, so they just went on and pushed it through. Um, but I'm uh, um, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, good or bad, we will see. Right. No, but um, the future 
is there for him to make the Lakers in, into what they once was. Why would they get rid? I, I I believe the same thing too. I think the 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 ball was already sort of rolling. The Lou Williams ball to Houston was rolling, and it was just timing. Yeah. And it might have they might have already had an agreement. Definitely. But why would whether it was Magic or or uh, um, Bus trade Lou Williams? He's a valuable player in my opinion. He's a good piece. He's a good piece, and you can get something back for him. Um, he's how he was highly sought after, you know, so you can get something back for him. And I think they saw that and they realized that. And they went on and did it. And they're building for the future, um, whether it's next year or the next two years or the next three years. Um, that's what they're doing. They have a young team um, that can get better right? with adding some veteran leadership and some guys who's who's proven themselves in the league. Uh, I think that's what the um, that they were aiming to do with that move. This is the two-man weave. We're taking phone calls, 844-635-6684. We got a phone call. Somebody wants to talk. Knicks, Tamika, you're on the line with Kenyon Martin. Kmart and Michael Rappaport. What's going on, Tamika? Hi, good evening. I want to say first of all to Kenya Martin, Kmart, thank you once a Nick, always a Nick, except Pat Riley. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, also, I, I have two questions. For one, what do you think about the Knicks front office? I personally think you can trade, you can bring whoever in who wants to come at this point. And until our office and coaches are together, the Knicks, we're going to continue to tank. Also, I want to ask you, what do you think about the state of the NBA today? To me, personally, from 2003 on, the NBA has become soft, weak. Everybody wants to get a sneaker deal and sing Kumbaya. It's just not the same heart and passion that players used to have. Yeah, your, um, your first question um, starts with Dolan, um, Phil Jackson, Steve Mills, and those guys. Um, yep. I like Steve Mills, um, but he, um, I think his hands are tied. Exactly. Um, with him not being um, the, the decision maker. Mm-hmm. Over there, and Field has has failed you guys tremendously. Oh come on! As a player ta- and as coach, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I didn't, I never saw him play, but well, I watched videotape. No, he was he was as a GM well, as a team president, he's definitely failed you guys tremendously. Um, in putting that kind of product that you guys have to watch night in and night out and pay <laughs> your hard earned money. Um, to go to the garden and see those guys play. That's very, very unfortunate. Yeah, not I'm sorry you have to put up with that. And, and Tamika, we, we, you're calling it uh, the softness of the NBA. I've uh, patented a term called the skinny genification. Oh, my God. Of the NBA. Uh, I've patented that you term. When you go in your closet and determine whether it's your boyfriend's jeans or your jeans, that's ridiculous. Wow. Wow. Yes, hey, that's that's definitely a decision that some of these uh, some of these guys and they significant others are going through. But mm-hmm. no, the league has definitely changed um, for the for um, in some cases for the better. But that's what they that's what the league thinks the fans want to see. That's, that's freedom of move, yeah, that's freedom going. of movement. I'm yeah. saying you're a Knicks fan. I'm saying so you know <laughs> what it is to to scrap and grind and that kind of basketball, which. I think not a lot of people like that or or understand that style of play. Uh, Thank thank you for your call, Tamika. This is the two-man weave. Tell a friend to tell a friend. My name is Michael Rapport. I'm in with Kenyon Martin. All right, so we started talking about Russell Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. 30th triple-double. Yeah. And they brought in Taj Gibson, Doug McDormand, Dougie Buckets um, to OKC. And, And this guy just doesn't let up. He, I don't think I've ever seen somebody who just... I don't know if this guy sleeps so well, or I don't know. He just doesn't doesn't let up. I never seen somebody at that position control the ball, control the tempo. It never stops. Even down in New Orleans at the All Star game, 
Everybody's walking around. They got their jewelry in their ears. They're 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 brushing their hair. Uh, some people needed to brush their hair. Kevin Durant, it's like when he, I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook, when he plays basketball, he only knows how to play basketball one way. Yeah, that's what got him to this point, um, that motor. Um, I came up with, I think he's an iRobot. Uh-huh. Because he's probably sleep standing up. Right. <laughs> I have you. I mean, you play tenaciously. But it's a different man, and you never will see, in my opinion, someone approach it like this ever again. Why you know, so? Just, I, I think he's one of one. Um, yeah. I think he's he's the guy that's gonna put in people's minds like, hey man, you remember what Russ did in 2016, 2017, and moving forward, like he's been a great player up to this point, but what he's doing now, man, is is simply amazing, man. And, and the pace and and the tenacity and the ruthlessness that he plays with night in and night out um, is must see TV. I agree. What do you what do you think, McDermott, Taj Gibson, Cantor is back? He yeah. broke his uh, forearm from hitting a chair. Chair one. Yes. Chair one, Cantor. Yes. Oh, the um, chair. <laughs> you know. Um, yo, I mean, yo, that's. You know. <laughs> do they pay for it? Like, if if you do something like that, should the team be like, yo, no, we're not. You got to get your own doctors, man. Like, we're not paying for this. Well, I think you should definitely lose pay for doing something like that, man. I mean, like, just, just like, fine you for just – and they should put like, the paperwork like, we're fining you for being dumb. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely, it. We're man, just putting D-U-M-B. Definitely. Definitely should be fine for doing that, man. But I think Taj and McDermott is going to help them. Yeah. I really do. Taj is a scrappy player that they can throw the ball to on the block, get a bucket, knocks down open jump shots when he's open. And McDermott is that shooter I think that they've been missing over the years. Do you, you know, think – Somebody that's just a knockdown shooter. They can run plays for and things like that to get a shot off. Um, he's going to spread the floor even more when he's on the floor with Russell, you know. So I'm, uh, I like those moves. I mean, do you, I mean obviously nobody sees uh, anybody but Golden State and the Spurs. But I mean, we're still a couple of months out from the playoff. Uh, you get a guy on another team with a with a tweak, this a, a busted that. Can the can the Thunder like can the Thunder shock the world and make it to the Western Conference Finals? Anything is possible, man. That's why you play the game, right? You know, but they, um, it's going to be a um, it's going to be a long road and a tall task for them to make it that far. But as long as he's out there, man, he plays that way, and he starts, and those guys around him starts believing that okay, yeah, we can actually do this. Mm-hmm. You know, anything is possible in the game of basketball, man. That's why you play the game. This is the two man. We. My name is Michael Rapport. We're in here with Kenyon Martin. We're taking calls eight four four six three five six six eight four. We're going to be right back. We're talking about everything and anything that has to do with the NBA. We're talking about Kenyon Martin's propensity to only use four to five star bathrooms and the fact that I treat the 405 like it's my own. We'll be right back on the Two Man Weave NBA on TuneIn. Two Man Weave will be right back. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. 
yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve, it's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. We're back. You're listening to the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. The beautifully by Kenyon Martin against his old teammate in his own hometown. Kmart takes the air right out of the building. It's Two Man Weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right, it's the Two Man Weave. We're back. NBA on TuneIn. There's some good games tonight. You listen to all the games on the TuneIn app. Wizards versus the Raptors. Wizards are their tough team. The Cavs at Celtics. I want to see that. Pacers, Spurs. Rockets at Clippers. NBA's getting interesting. Toronto. There's another team that made some pickups. Going through some stuff. But before I get into the, the next segment of 
what we know, what we don't know about the NBA. <clears throat> People were taking calls, 844-635-6684. I discovered something about Kenyon Martin, who's known to be rough, rugged, and raw. He said one of the greatest things that's ever been said on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. He said, I'm about that action. I want that action. Definitely. And then he says, definitely when I say it. Yet this man <laughs> has begotten, has, this man has become a little bit bougie. <laughs> uh, he, 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 we were in New Orleans. Now, I, 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 I could get into some parties, but Kenyon Martin, when it has to do with the NBA, he's getting into all the parties. This is a former NBA All-Star Respected by NBA present, past, and future players. Was at a party, a fancy party. I said, Kenyon, what did you do? And he said, you you, you left early because you refused to use public bathrooms yeah. when you got to handle your business. Yeah. I, like I said before, used the 405 as my own public bathroom. Yeah. Any place, any time. What happened to you, man? You done changed, Kmart. Yeah, yeah, hey, I don't. Yeah, that's one of them things, man. That I'm not gonna compromise. Man, I, oh just, man, I'm just not gonna go in public um, before social media and definitely now after social media. You're not, um, but yeah, I just got to be comfortable, man, um, in my own in my own environment. Right. I like taking my shirt off. Right. Oh, like, you I got gotta to get comfortable. Take my shoes off. Like I got to get comfortable. You know, just one of them situations, man, where. <laughs> Where I'm just not gonna go it because I can't do all that in public. But 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 a toilet is a toilet, Kenny yeah, Martin. Yeah, I mean, if you is. gotta go, you gotta go. It's all porcelain, but uh, uh nah, I'm I'm good. Did now did this change when you when 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 your bank accounts change? Um, hey, do your friends like go look at you like well, you you you're getting brand new? Hey, that's hey, if they want to look at me as being brand new because I won't use um in my terms, it's technically every public restroom in my opinion is a porta potty. Mm-hmm. I look at it as that blue box. Yes, that's what that's what I see when I see public bathrooms. Yes. I see porta potty. Yes, and we all know that is probably the most disgusting thing foul out here. Yes, so I, for I agree. Me, I'm I'm just not. Hey, I'm not gonna do it. I'm bougie, and yes, I did become that way. Um, yeah, my bank account changed a little bit, and I just refuse to use public bathrooms. Okay. That's, hey, see, I was shocked to know this, and you learn something new, people. Kenyon Martin. And I still eat bologna, though. So that was, go figure that. See, that equals things out. You know what I'm saying? That balances things out. This yeah. is the, this is the two-man weave. <laughs> NBA on tune, and we're taking calls. You know, the big trade of the year. Look, we were down in New Orleans, and, and, and you know, we were we were there when, when, the, when the trade went down with Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Going to New Orleans. Um, everybody was excited. I, I was excited about uh, AD and Boogie together. And so far, uh, not so good. Um, what do you think uh, they need to do to fix this? And and is there anything to do to salvage getting into the playoffs this year, or is, or is that a far gone thing unless unless something really special happens? Uh, I like the trade when they first made it. Um, we spoke on it. Um, I like the trade when it was first made, but um, they've lost their first three games now. Boogie is out another game; he's getting suspended, um, which is unfortunate. But um, I think uh, they have to take too many shots in um, the between the two of them to be successful. You know, for them to have a chance of winning, which they've lost the, th- the three games that they played, um, there's a learning curve and a learning process that has to that they have to go through to understand how to play basketball with one another. And doing that on the fly in mm. February and March is mm. kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, they were two and a half games out when they made the trade, and they haven't made any ground. Yet. Right. You know, they've digressed, you know. So I don't see them getting in right now. And moving forward, it possibly could work. 
um, but they need a strong point guard and, and, and some other things around them. Uh, practice time, a lot of videotape, a lot of tape, a lot of tape, sitting them down and letting them, showing them where they get their spots at. But um, I just don't see it right now. Now, one of the things that, I, that I've learned from just talking to you since we started uh, doing the two-man weave is, is you know, you, you played with so much athletic talent, so much God-given gifts, but you know and studied and played and appreciated and was, were so well-coached in college. Um, and, 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 you know, you could talk so, so, so uh, about the, the X's and O's of basketball. Now, you brought up this, you know, watching tape. Mm -hmm. When you were a player... What was the value of tape to you, and and how does it work? Like, would you watch? Like, say you're 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 gonna you're you're like, oh, we're playing Mike Rappaport the next day. Yeah. So you say, oh, Rap likes to go left, mm -hmm. but he got a little something with the right, and you're watching the tape and helping it. Like, would you actually use it and, and, and benefit from it, and would it help you learn about your game uh, and your mistakes, your flaws, yeah. and your strengths? Tape don't lie. Okay. That's one thing you can always rely on to tell you the truth. Okay. That tape don't lie. Right. You know, so you can look at good, bad. The pretty, the ugly, whatever you want to call it out there, it's on that tape. Yep. So if you were to look at tape and just to say if it's defensively. Okay. You can learn a lot from watching tape where you're supposed to be, where you not at times, where your help should be, where you should help, where you shouldn't help on tape on the defensive end. And you can point those things out to guys. Mm-hmm. And certain guys get it, some guys don't. Mm-hmm. Offensively, by ball movement, spacing, mm -hmm. all that can be on the tape. Mm -hmm. Hustle, mm -hmm. tape, yep. all of that. Guys on the bench, whether you're a good teammate or not, whether the guy goes down or you make a bucket or you cheering or you involved with the game, it's on tape. With with coaches point that out sometimes. Some I've, I, like look at you, Joe Schmo. Yeah. You're, you're 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 picking your fingernails while your guys yeah. doing this, that, and or the your other. Teammate fall on the ground and nobody helps him up. You know stuff like that is on tape. That should be brought to guys' attention. <laughs> no, because all that helps the team be better. When did you start? Thinking about basketball is, and you know your 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 talent and your skill and your your hard work start matching with the 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 head game of basketball to improve your your style, your game, and take you to the the next level and the next level and the next level. You're always learning from the time you start playing basketball. For me, it was when I was ten. Right. Uh, I started playing basketball when I was ten years old. So for me, it's always learning, learning from guys' mistakes. Things that people do well, mm -hmm. things that people don't do well, and moving, and then learning from what you know your capabilities are. Right. You know, so just always paying attention. And I've always been the one. Um, I, I pay attention and I listen. You know, so you tell me once, and I'm gonna go out and do it. And if I don't understand, I'm ask questions. Right. You know, so a lot of guys don't do that. If they don't understand, they just let it go unsaid. You know, I you believe go out, that. Go ahead. You go out and make the mistake, and then after the fact, you like what? You know what I'm saying? So I just uh, – I don't understand that part of it. But for me, it was always about paying attention to my position, other guys' position, paying attention while we're watching film, yep. paying attention when the guy, um, the coach is talking and things like that. So I think if you can do that, which I, I learned early on, that goes a long way. And then just having that, that basketball mind and being able to see things on the fly and process things on the fly, uh, I, I think has benefited me um, throughout my career. Who are other players that you played with – that you really respected in terms of that part of it. Not just talent, not just he was great. Like teammates that you sort of, you know, admired that you could also say, like, this is a guy that studied basketball, appreciated getting better, worked on his craft. Um, a guy well, with well, the cerebral part of it is um, I, I think of a guy like Chauncey Billups. We didn't spend that much time on the, uh, on the team together. Right. But it's just like when you click with certain guys, you click. 
And basketball was that thing that we saw the same things on the court. We had the same agenda. We wanted to go out and win and do whatever we could to help our team win. Um, and you have guys who I've been around that a guy like like Chucky Atkins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he he said that. And I learned a lot just talking to him basketball wise when we were in Denver. You know, so there's been guys that come and goes, but those guys stand out um, who I can actually talk basketball with and and they understand it and they see things on the fly and they can critique it and. And articulate in a way where where anybody can understand it. Got you, this is the two man weave, Kenyon Martin, Doctor Martin. Listen, if you have any knee injuries, uh, we don't do fingers over here. Doctor Martin only is good with knees, certain aspects of the upper thigh, legs. We have nothing to offer you if you have a foot injury, but if you have a knee injury and you want a cheap, free diagnosis, because he's not licensed, but he can talk knee injuries with the best. Please call in. We're taking phone calls at 844-635-6684. Last night, Kevin Durant went down with an injury. The klutz they call Jaja Pachulia. Friendly fire, his own man, inadvertently tripped him. Um, Jaja should have to uh, shave that mustache once and for all. Like, that should be like you're fine. Like, listen, you tripped up Kevin Durant. You got that mustache. You got to lose the stash until Kevin Durant comes back. Something got to go. Some got to go. I don't know what you're trying to do with the mustache anyway. You look crazy. I don't know if you, you can't grow uh, uh, like a, a goatee or a full beard or you think it's cute. But I'm going to tell you something, Jaja. First of all, your name is Jaja. Second of all, you're seven feet. And, and when you're seven feet, keep things simple, Duke. Shave the mustache, all right? You're not allowed to rock the mustache until the star of your team comes back. Who you inadvertently tripped. They lost... You know, I still, my tendency still is to call the Washington Bullets, the Washington Wizards, the Bullets. I still make that mistake. There's just some of those things that's hard to break. You know, one of those, it's just some of those things that's, that, um, that's embedded in your brain with sports. I, I, it's feel, tough. I feel bad. It's tough. That, that's like calling Ron Artest like Metal World. Nah, like, you know what I'm saying? Just one of those things that's embedded. When you see but Ron Artest, you say Metal. No, not a chance. I've not called him Metal not one time. Yeah, like who? I refuse. For one, I refuse to. Right. And for two, I'm not thinking about calling him metal. When I see him, I see Ron. You see Ron. I see Ron. So why would I? I, I that's just not. Yeah, I, I, but I get the whole bullets thing. Like, this is one of them things that's that's embedded in your brain. I, I, they, that team is looking good. You know, I, I've, I've broken uh, the, 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 the Wizards. I just was about to call them the Bullets uh, again. Um, I've broken their chops in the past uh, because I felt like, you know, John Wall – I didn't feel like I hate to use this word, but I felt like he just was about John Wall. But I feel like he's finally growing into the full potential that he can to be a leader. Him and Bradley Beal, they're they're an undersized backcourt. They got Mark Keefe uh, of of the, uh, the 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 Mark Keefe. Uh, uh, what, what's his brother's name? Marcus. Marcus and Mark Keefe. Morris, the Morris twins. The Morris twins, who at first, if you don't remember, they haven't been on the same team in a long time. They used to have the same bank account, uh, ride to games together, um, had the same tattoos. I don't know what I don't know what you're doing with the. <laughs> listen, I get it. You're close. I get it. You're identical twins, but you know, like, let him get a tattoo. Are you guys pulling tricks on people? Are <laughs> is Markeith even Markeith? Markeith could be Marcus. Nobody knows the difference. <laughs> so you can't check the DNA. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it's not going to make a difference. He he had a fantastic quote last year. I I, I we keep it clean here at the NBA on TuneIn, but I think it worked. He he made some uh, key free throws, 
And he said that, uh, I'm paraphrasing it, uh, my wife always says I have big balls, so I guess I showed tonight that I have big balls. Great quote. Um, I feel like he's been better off since the split of the Morris Twins. How good are the Washington Wizards? I think they got a chance. Um, I think they have a, a, a legitimate chance in the East to to make some noise. Um, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Cavs, um, but I, uh, I think they have a legitimate chance to make some noise because they they realize what they have to do to win and how they need to go out and play. What What do you think if you had to say one team? If you were going to say fans root this root for one team to give the Cavs at least the most run for their money, and you were just saying, listen. Don't waste your time with anybody else, but this is the one team that could really press them the most if they match up with them in the playoffs based on everybody being hopefully healthy and injury-free going forward. Would it be the Celtics? Would it be the Raptors? Or would it be the Bullets? Oops, I'm sorry. I meant the Wizards. I don't know, man. I've been trying to see from top to bottom, um, like rosters and key additions and things like that. Um, I would say Boston, but they – the experience um, of playing in the playoffs, I think, is is something that some of those guys haven't experienced. Mm. Um, Made a last, but I just, if I had to pick someone, if Cal Lyre was healthy, right, I would, I would definitely have to say maybe Toronto, right. But getting him back in the swing of things um, is going to take a little time, um, and it's right before the playoffs. I'm going to have to say the Washington Wizards right now because they're the healthiest team that's out there. I think. When, when you're a guy like Lowry, and he, I think it's, I believe it's his wrist. Yes. Now, now if he's sitting out, let's say it's six weeks. Let's just say he, he sits out six weeks. And obviously your wrist, what, what is he doing during those six weeks to stay in shape so when his wrist is healed, obviously he won't be in basketball, basketball yeah. shape. But when you have that sort of injury that's not your legs, not your ankles, and you can keep your endurance in your wind up, because when you're injured, uh, isn't that the hardest thing to get back? Yeah, you have to find things that's that's suitable to what you need to do, and it's like it's one of the toughest things to stay in that kind of condition. Um, which you said you're not going to get in basketball shape without playing basketball. That's obvious. But um, swimming, um, bike, treadmill, whatever, whatever kind of conditioning that they can come up with, they will come up with. Right. You know, um, untraditional ways, um, um, conditioning things like that. So they got to find ways, and in today's technology, I'm pretty sure they will. All right, this is the two-man weave. We're coming back. Dr. Martin, Kmart. You could just call him Dr. Kmart. Um, CNBA on tune, and we're taking phone calls, 844-635-6684. My name is Michael Rappaport. We are the Confrontational Two. We'll be right back. A lot of great games tonight in the NBA. We'll be right back. We're talking about how good this team is, how good that team is, and I want to ask you why would Brandon Jennings get cut in the middle of the season for no reason? CNBA on tune, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. It's two-man weave. We'll be right back after this quick timeout.
Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, sh she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
Get your popcorn ready. You're listening to Two Man Weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin, Kmart. Uh, we're taking calls, 844-635-6684. We're doing this every single Wednesday until the wheels fall off of the NBA. We're going to talk about NBA basketball until there ain't no more to talk about. Yes, sir. Okay? Every Wednesday, 5 to 7 Eastern, NBA on tuning. I love taking calls from the people. We got a few lined up. Yo, if you curse, you get cut. Who's on the line, Miles? Shane. What's up, Shane? Yo, what up, what up, what up, fellas? Big fans. Hey, yo, Dan Levitard, you soft? Yes. Um, I got a question for Kmart. Yes, sir. Um, huge Nets fan, y'all. I love all y'all. Lucius Harris, Aaron Williams, all y'all from back in the day. What was your favorite moment with those dudes? Um, my favorite Nets moment, if I had to – Obviously, the finals things is great. We would have won. It would have been great. But um, Knicks fans not going to like this one too much. But um, when we swept the Knicks in the playoffs, man, they were in there chanting for us. You know, we had the garden rocking, and they was in there chanting for the Nets, man. That was a that was a great day in Nets history. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I that, that, that took the wind out of me, Ken. Ken yeah, yeah, my bad, my. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm just but like, that's you guys one of them things. That, yeah, that just one, and that's the honest to God truth. Like when I when, when that day happened, when we swept them on their floor, I was like, hey man, hey, we the best team in the Metroplex. Yeah, but I felt like maybe you you Shane asked a question, yeah. and then I felt like you were sort of like you know like take that mic, don't talk about where I go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, nah, it, it wasn't a personal shot. Not that one. Not that. I'll let you know when that one's coming. All right. Yeah, all right. Well, who else we got on the line? We're taking calls. 844-635-6684. Eddie Ed. Crazy Eddie. You're hey, on the what's up, boss man? How you feeling? Oh, You're on here off, with first... Kenyon Martin and Michael Rappaport. What up, Eddie? First off, first off I want to give a shout-out to both of y'all, man, and, and, and for you guys keeping it 100 and just keeping it real in the industry. You guys are both legends, man, in my eyes. Man, you guys do it, man. Thank you. Thank it. you. Here's my question. My question is, you think the Kings can get that A spot in the West this year? You know what I mean? Get that final playoff push. Uh, it's going to be tough. You trade your best player. Um, it's gonna I be know. Tough. <laughs> trade, trade your best player. Uh, it's going to be tough for him, but that's why you play the games. And, and that eighth spot is always um, – it always comes down to the last four or five games, you know, so hopefully they can give it a run. Kenyon, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll follow up on what Eddie said. You know, do you think that – Boogie Cousins, who I still, I still have to say, as much as I like him as a as a player, and, and I met him once, and I, I, all these guys, everybody's a good guy, you know. You see guys behaving like that, but are the Sacramento Kings in the long term better without Boogie? It's tough for me to say, man. But for right now, I would say yeah because of the things that 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 I've heard now that he's gone. What what do you mean? No, just the way he treated people within the organization. Mm. You know, like he's a great person. I've been around him. Um he's a good kid, you know, so um but the things that I've heard, right. um, I think going forward moving forward they probably are better off without him. Um because you know uh, the technical thing um uh, something that you have to work on and it don't seem like he's putting a conscious effort in trying to fix that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't depend on him whether he's going to be there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, night in night out and He's hurting his team tonight by not playing, you know. So moving forward, they probably are in a better um, position. Right. He he's actually hurting his team tonight, and and they're carrying over the residual effect of the technicals in Sacramento. And then for him to get one so early in his tenure in New Orleans, down there at the Smoothie King Arena, who I still don't know. Obviously, they paid for that brandmanship. And this is why I hate to segue. Segue. This is why 
I don't care what the Knicks are doing or not doing. I don't care how many pros we have in the NBA. The Madison Square Garden, New York City, will always be the mecca of basketball because that Madison Square Garden is the same place that Will Chamberlain played and so on and so forth. The Boston Garden is gone. The magic happened at the Forum. Chicago Stadium is gone. The mecca is and always will be Madison Square Garden. We're going to take another phone call. Before we get into who's it, Paul is on the line. Paul Wall, uh, uh, you're on the phone with Kenyon Martin and Michael Rappaport. You know what, Rapp? But first of all, I want to congratulate you. This 2017 guest of the year from the Fire and the Kid podcast, just killing it for sure. Thank you, thank you. Um, second, I want to know what's the chance you and Gene Moody come up to Vermont for you know some sort of live I'm Rappaport stereo podcast. Well, we'll definitely be up to Vermont. Uh, I want to see uh, uh, see you up there. I want to have a bagel, cream cheese, and locks with my man Bernie Sanders. Um, listening to him no talk. Uh, I would love to, listen, Bernie Sanders. If you're listening to the two man weave, and you probably are, I hope he is. I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you saying hope. Well, I, I could pretty. Why much, wouldn't he be? What, it, why wouldn't he be listening to us? What else is he doing right now? I assume that he's listening. Definitely. I'm not going to confirm or deny because I don't want to give anybody a, a, any misinformation. But Bernie Sanders is a, is a fan of the two man weave. I, I'm not going to say how I know that. But let's just say a birdie flew in my ear and said that. So, yes, I would love to come to Vermont. Love to have some pancakes with you, have some maple syrup, and explore the mountainside. Thanks for your call, Paul. This is the two-man. Yo, rap. Yo, rap. What's up, my friend? Yo, man, I'm holding your podcast down in Vermont. I got a small little gelato shop in town. What do I got to do to get a soft-ass Iron Rap Fort t-shirt? Listen, you got to do what everybody else has got to do. You got to go to districtlines.com, and you got to call up the show. To talk basketball. I love the support of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Right now, this is the two-man weave. I'm throwing alley-oops to Kenyon Martin. Finishing. All right, Paul? We're not talking soft-ass t-shirts. I'll talk soft-ass t-shirts anytime you want, but right now we're talking all hoops, everything. All right? Something that's been going on in this sort of a... The... the, the, You know, this is like the page six of the NBA. Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal and JaVale McGee. Shaq has his show, obviously. uh, Shaq in a Fool. He's been riding JaVel. Mm-hmm. What did you think on this whole thing? Because JaVel finally said, you know what? I'm here. I'm playing. I made it way back into the league. I'm not, I'm not perfect. Uh, but to have a segment just bashing me week after week after week, what's your take on the whole thing? For those who don't know, JaVel McGee finally said, you know, I don't know how the quotes, but he finally said, you know what, Shaq? I, I'm not having it. And he said, he, he talked greasy to him. And then Shaq said, yo, you're a bum. And then KD got into it. And KD was like, Shaq, you missed free throws. Obviously, you're top, top 10 player of all time, but you weren't perfect. Kmart, what's your take on this whole thing? Uh, for one, it's hilarious. Why? It's a joke. That's <laughs> what it's always been, and that's what it always will be. It's a joke. Um. Guys, you mean Shaq's take? Shaq takes on it. It, it, it was meant as a ha ha funny, this, that, and the third. You know, got out of hand with the Twitter, this, that, and the third beef. Everybody is documented, whatever, whatever. But my thing is, Shaq has been petty. Shaq is going to continue to be petty with things like that. Things that he can make light of, he's going to make fun of. No matter who it is, when, where, time, score, it doesn't matter. That's what he's going to do. And JaVale McGee is. I get his part. I get his point. Right. I get it. Like Some, enough. Enough. I, I get it. But you've given him material right. to use right. in that aspect. Right. Like missing free throws and tri- air balls. and all, That's 
okay, that's one laugh. That's Did you ever high. shoot the air ball? Yeah, I shot air ball in the free throw line before, yes. Did we, you really? Yes, I have done it. Like, okay. Gotcha. That's a high high. Right. No. But you taking the ball out of bounds when y'all on offense, throwing the ball off the glass, and y'all down 40. Right. Yeah. The man classified you as a dummy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So grow some thick skin, get over it, mm-hmm. and mo- don't do that. Y'all, you throwing them like you trying to take off on the free throw line twice he's, during the course of a game. He's done some fantastic stuff. He's giving them ammunition, man. Yes. So, however long it's been right. five years, six years, two months, a day if you do it, you're going to be on Shaq in the Fool. And <laughs> I have no problem with the fact that it's, it's laughter. Maybe he was beating the dead horse with some of the clips that, that was continuously repeated on the show, but it's part of the show. It's part of the laughter that people got a kick out of. I got you. And now mom's involved in cyberbullying. And, man, grow up. It's getting too far. Grow up, man. You're a grown man. Did you grow play up. with JaVale in, in Denver? No, no. And he wouldn't have made it on our team. Because? He's sensitive. And you, you see the way I talk. Right. And this is censored. Right. This so, is censored. This is censored. This so, is censored. And I just want to give Kenyon a high five. Yo, we haven't cursed this is my. We know, might be to our 16th hour. We haven't said anything. You know, we haven't even gotten all like a dirty look from a producer yet. And that means we're we are professionals. We're professionals. You know what I'm talking about. We're professionals. Uh, Kenya likes to use fancy bathrooms. I don't. This is a two-man weave. <laughs> Anybody that wants to call in to talk to Kenyon about uh, knee injuries, where you like to use the bathroom, please do eight four four six three five six six eight four. My name is Michael Rappaport. We got a call on the line right now, Albert. Hello, Albert. What up, Albert? Hey, Michael. So the Knicks are five games out of the playoffs. They're doing awful. You think the Knicks should go full-on tank this season with the draft class being so deep? They don't have to try. That's what they're doing. With the draft class being so deep? They don't have to try to tank. They're already there. Now, Kenya, when you say they're already there. Five games out is a lot right now. Stay on the phone, Albert. So, So do you think, like, obviously they got there. What do you think about this whole tank thing? Is it like a conscious, like backroom conversation? I, is it? Is it like when you like? What, what? What? What is this whole thing with tanking? Is that a real thing? I don't. I've never been a part of, it, so I don't know. I don't know what that includes. Uh, Can you imagine think, being on a team that's going to try to lose? Not at all. I, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be around it um, because it's going to do something to my psyche and my well-being. And I'm a sore loser. So I don't take losing well. So um, in order for I don't agree with them tanking, so to speak. Um, you're going to get the pick you're going to get no matter what. You know, so you don't have to – I think you go out and win every game that you play, man. So I don't think they should do that. Um, you go out and you try to get the best record that you could possibly get each and every season. And if that's the case that they're getting into the playoffs, great. If not, then you rebuild for next year. But I don't agree with losing games just for the fact of losing games. Well, like the Sixers have been, you know, sort of the focal point of the last few years. Nerlens Noel, who was a good player, he suffered injury after injury after injury. They traded him for a bag of donuts to the Mavericks. They're not going to benefit from Nerlens. I mean, is that is that tanking? They weren't fighting for anything anyway. You know, they traded him from from one bad team to another. But they got a couple of donuts for him. I, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, it's just one of them things, man. He, uh, they didn't feel that moving forward that he could benefit the team. Right. So they moved him. You know, but I, I don't think that they have been tanking over the years. The, just the talent hasn't been there you know, for them to go out and compete. 
you know, this is the first time they've won twenty over twenty games right. in like three or four years. So I don't think it's tanking. I think I just think it's the talent that the seventy six has put out there. They wasn't mm-hmm. able to compete at a high level night in and night out, which you need to do in the NBA. Albert, uh, uh, what is your feeling about the Knicks? What's the climate out? You said you're in Brooklyn, Albert. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. They have so many holes in their roster, and and they do not have a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, they got a lot. Break it down, yeah, Kenyon. Yeah. No, you got a lot, a lot of, of money. money. Just got to be willing to spend it in the right places. Mm. You know, you can't give Joe Kim Noah seventy million dollars. Mm. You know that hurts. You know when you don't get yeah. any production out of that. You oh, know, that's the worst contract in the NBA. Yeah, I would pretty much agree with you. Now, 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 Kenyon, this is a question I've been wanting to ask. I di- I didn't understand this. Obviously, he's not you know Isaiah Thomas or Zeke, but Brandon Jennings, you know, he's he's had a up and down stint with the Knicks this year. I've always liked Brandon. You know, I, I liked his story from the beginning. You know, I, I felt like, you know, it was going to be a good backup point guard for, for the Knicks this season. And, and within reason, why do the Knicks just release this guy in the middle of the season? I, I don't get that. I, don't, I That I don't get. Is it because they want to play Ron Baker? Is it because he has a bad attitude that we don't know about? Well, how do these things happen? It, it could be a number of reasons. Um, it could be... Um... He's become disruptive in the locker room. It, it can be he don't want to be there anymore, and they talked about the buyout. Mm. I don't want to be here anymore. You know, right. this, this this sucks. Um, I want to get out of here. Um, it could be a number of things, man. You never know. It could have been an injury that was that wasn't talked about. You, a number of things. You never know what it could be in this situation because the team is not playing for anything right now. So you you, you would expect teams to stick it out with the guys they have at this point um, and give the younger guys on the roster a chance to play. Um, that could have been it. Um, so maybe they did come to Brandon Jennings like, well, we want to play other guys. And he told them, no way. You know, I still want to play. And, mm. and then the only other decision was to release him. When you say a guy's disruptive in a locker room, you don't have to name names. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or what does that mean specifically? And, and, and to be honest, I can't see somebody with you being disruptive to the point, or or is it is that just is it just what does that mean? Is it laziness? Is it nah. actually like not raising your hand when you're spoke to? Because Kenny and I got kicked out of public school, yeah, it's, um, public school in New York City for being disruptive. Now you know how disruptive you have to be. To get kicked out of there was New no York fighting. School. I didn't stab anybody. They just said we can't teach with this animal in the class. <laughs> now, now, what does that mean to be disruptive in a professional yeah, locker room? It could pretty much that. Mm, <laughs> that, that not was, listening. All of that, man. Um, it could be your attitude. Some people said I was disruptive at times because I spoke my mind and I didn't let anything slide. Um, but I never did anything to jeopardize the point of us winning, and that's what some guys do. Um, technically, be, be disruptive in the locker room. Um, mm-hmm. There's been situations where in the, uh, NBA teams have <laughs> paid a guy not to be there. You know, they they're going to pay you, but well, we don't want you in the locker room. The, the greatest example of that was um, when uh, Detroit, uh, your guy, um, who was it? You did the dunk contest. Um, Josh Smith. They, didn't they pay him? They were like, yeah. Van Gundy was like, get out of here. Yeah, like they didn't want him around. Um, the same thing I think happened to Gilbert Arenas. Um, situations where it gets to the point um, to where a team don't want you around. They're willing to pay you to sit home. Right. You know, they don't want your whatever it is that you're doing to to, to affect the team, so to speak. You know, and it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is sometimes. You know, it's also unfortunate. When I got kicked out of school, they didn't pay me didn't pay to, to, to not come back. They just said, you're not coming back. Yeah, this guy's made a lot of money, man, just sitting at home, man, like not having to go to the gym every day, like for years. Like, and, like 
tens of millions of dollars just to sit at home. And I'm sure there's probably pros to that, but I'm sure that's not a good way to end your career. Because um, no, if you're a basketball player, you want to play basketball. Yeah. Um, this is the two-man weave. We're taking more calls. We're breaking it down. 844-635-6684. We're coming right back. We're talking about the NBA. We're talking about Tony Snell. A day at the office where he had 28 minutes with all zeros. Michael Rapport, Kenyon Martin, NBA on TuneIn. We'll be right back. Two-Man Weave continues after this on the NBA on TuneIn. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up. And um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard. And I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and... Well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. 
I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Stay out of their lane. It's two-man weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? All the way back down, he tipped in the alley-oop for set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunk of the night. All right. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin. Call him Kmart. Um, a lot of games in the NBA. The belt is getting tighter. The Wizards versus the Raptors. Cavs versus Celtics, which I always like to watch them. Pacers and Spurs. Rockets and Clippers. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue off of basketball for a second. I saw a film directed by Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. You know these dudes? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I saw a movie last night uh-huh. that you have to go see. I'm highly recommending this uh-huh. to everybody. It's totally bugged out. It's called Get Out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to articulate it, and I've been trying to think about how to explain this movie to people, and I haven't been able to wrap my head around it. And talking about movies is something that comes easy. It's basically sort of a genre unto itself. It's not a horror film. It's not a psychological fil- uh, thriller. But it's sort of a hybrid of a racial, psychological thriller, hybrid dark comedy. And I wouldn't be bringing up a, a movie on an NBA show if I wouldn't say it's a must-see. I plan on seeing it. I, pl- I definitely plan on seeing it. Um, I don't think my wife wants to see it because she's not into certain things. But no, no, I'm I- going to check it out. I listen, I'm going to watch it. What, what, what it, does your wife not like horror films? Or like, nah, it's just she. Yeah, she she's not gonna sit through it. If it's some scary part, she's not gonna sit through it. It's honestly not scary. Yeah. I'm not into like you know Jason Seventeen or yeah. any of that stuff. It's more about race uh-huh. than it is anything else. Okay. It, and it's funny. So if she doesn't want to see it, she doesn't want to see it. But I'll bet you you'll tell her if she doesn't go with you to see it. Yo, you need to go see yeah, this. And you yeah. might. It's so good that I'd be surprised if yeah. you don't say I'll take you to see it again. See, but the thing is with her. If we like, if I see it without her, and I go see it again with her, I can't sit by her because she's going to ask me what's happening next, and I tell her nothing, and she won't just go for nothing. And but I'm going to go see it. Can you? On your word, I'm going to go. I see promise it. you, it's so bugged out, it's so provocative, and it's it's really, it's just a an incredibly entertaining, provocative, well done movie about race in this country, yeah. and and it's just. It's bugged out. Yeah. I, that's all I could say. I, I don't want to give too much away. Not that I'm really giving anything away by what I'm saying. The acting is great. It's funny. It's weird. It's twisted. And I have no stake in the game. I'll see it before next Wednesday. The guy Jordan Peele. We Peel, can talk about it on the air you're next gonna, Wednesday. Yo, I can't we wait can to hear you. We can definitely, I'll definitely check it out, and that'll be a topic next and, week. And like I said, there's no, no stake in the game. Go we're going to take see, callers next week as well, so we can talk about it over there. Yep. Get out. Go by the, uh, Jordan Peele, the guy from Key and Peele. Um... Showed he's on another level with writing and directing. He wrote and directed. He's not in it. And uh, it's just, it's great. It's funny. And it it's a real trip. This is the two-man weave. We talk about basketball. talk about life. talk about films. We don't talk about politics so much. 
But if you want to talk to us about anything, as long as you don't curse, 844-635-6684. We got some callers on the line. Kendall. Hello, Kendall. You there? Yeah, I'm here. What up, boss? <laughs> now, Kendall, let me tell you something. Hold on a second, Kendall. You called. You waited on hold. You got. I know you might be a little excited to talk to either me or Kenyon Martin. Probably Kenyon Martin. But you, you sound like you sound like uh, you, you're scared to death, Kendall. What's your call, or is this Kendall Gill? And are you really scared to death? <laughs> no, I'm not scared. All right, what's your question, uh, boss? Uh, first of all, Kenyon, it's it, it's an honor, man. I've been I've been watching you play for a long time, and uh, I appreciate what you do, man. Appreciate the love, man. It means a lot. Uh, my question is: Do you think uh, the Celtics have what it takes uh, to go all the way this year? I know they got a really talented team. They got, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart. You know, they got a bunch of talented guys. Do you think they have what it takes to go all the way this year? Um. Going all the way, meaning the Eastern Conference Finals or the championship game? I mean, uh, series. The championship. I don't know, man. As long as Cleveland's over there, um, that's going to be a tall task. As long as LeBron James laces them up every night, um, the task of winning the East is is tall. But you play the game. Um, you guys have a, a great nucleus of guys um, led by Isaiah Thomas. Um, he's an excellent small young player in this league. But um, as long as – LeBron James is out there, you guys. Um, it's going to be a tall task, I think. Kendall, yeah, I think so. Kendall, stay with me, man. Stay focused, brother. <laughs> Listen, this is this is a high octane NBA show here. I got a guy here who's ready to dunk, dunk on your neck. Okay, uh, you got anything else for me, Kendall? Uh, no, I don't think I do. All right, well, I appreciate the appreciate call. Appreciate the call, man. Stay tuned, man. Weekend, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're going live and direct. We're taking a call. 844-635-6684. Who do we got, Miles? Anthony, and live. Hello. What's going on, Michael? Uh, everything's good, Anthony. Where are you calling from, my friend? Well, I'm in Chicago, but I'm from Brooklyn, baby. Bushwick all day. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what's your question? You got Kenyon Martin and myself on the line. All right, check it out. I got a couple questions. This is a two-part question. Number one, I just want to say I'm a big fan, Mike. I, I even watched an episode of Friends with My Girls. It's because she told me you was in it. Ah, uh, I appreciate hey, that. What are you going to do? Uh, also, I was going to say, what's your opinion on D-Wood joining the Cavs? I think it's a stupid move. He's only a three-time NBA All-Star. He ain't done nothing. Even when he was with the Nets, he had a, he had a good squad. He ain't do nothing. I'll let Kenya take that. Um, I think Darren. Okay, what's up, boss? Um, I think Darren is going to help the Cavs, man. And um, in a sense, they need a backup point guard, um, a veteran, someone who can who they can depend on night in, night out. Um, we all know injuries are part of the sport. Um, he's had a few injuries over the years, but he's bounced back. He's had a solid year with Dallas. Um, Dallas wasn't playing for anything, so he needed to go to a situation where he can possibly um, compete for a championship. And I think he's in that. And I think he's going to help the Cavs, man. Um, that's my opinion. You think but, so? Yeah, I think so. Um, because he's a smart player. He's a veteran, crafty player that knows how to play the game. And you don't have to teach him on the fly, you know. And, and Honestly, I, my opinion, the only thing I like about D-Will is his lineup. I want to meet his barber. That's the only <laughs> thing I think is good about him. Yo, I, I, would, like, I, I would like D-Will to send his barber to Golden State because I think that whole team, that should be, you <laughs> know. shape up. The whole team needs to shape up. And I love Golden State. And Steph is my dude. I love hey, Steph. Hey, Steph is the, listen, he is the Greatest savage of all times. How so? He is. He went, got married, and did get a lineup on his wedding picture, man. Yo, Listen, he didn't yo, care. Hey, yo, dude, hey, that's awesome. 
Hey, he like, listen, hey, he like, I shoot threes well. I don't need so a I haircut, though. Hey, I'm going with it. <laughs> hey, I just want to say this last thing real quick. I just want to say this also about Melo being with the Knicks. I'm tired of him. He needs to do like Key and Peel and get out mm. of New York. Go back to whatever team wants you because I don't want him in the Knicks no more. I'm tired of seeing my Knicks lose so bad. And I think Phil Jackson personally, well, he's part of the problem. And I also think Phil Jackson's sabotaging the team because he just wants to get fired. He's looking for a payday. I don't think you're looking to get fired. But, yeah, it's (laughs) it's more than mellow, more than than feel. But, hey. Well, we don't have that much time. We only got 25 minutes to go. Well, well can, can you – this is my, my question about, about a GM. Yeah. You know, the Knicks have had so much – thanks for your call. The Knicks have had so much turmoil this year. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we're talking about, like, page six dramatic earned yeah. turmoil. Just with the Derrick Rose and the Oakley, mm-hmm. okay, which are two things that had nothing to do with actual on-the-court stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't you think the fans – they, they they deserve to hear from Phil Jackson. Like at this point, he's the he's he's really the person we want to hear from, you know, just because he's Phil Jackson and he doesn't acknowledge or dress the press the whole season. Well, he's proven that he's not. <laughs> Everybody's asking. He's proven to people like no matter what you ask for, you're not going to get. Right. You know, so um, it's just one of them situations that um, he's in position to uh, in a position of power. Mm-hmm that people want to hear for the the reasons or whatever thing that they could ask or whatever questions could be asked of him um, about the situation of the Knicks, um, which he feels he doesn't have to answer. Right. Which is unfortunate for the Knicks fans and Knicks organization that people have questions and they deserve to be answered, but he's proven that he's not going to answer those. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's frustrating because uh, no one's sort of speaking on behalf of the Knicks in a way that we could just sort of breathe easy. And I, I, and I really don't think it's going to happen. We're taking calls. we got about 24 minutes left in the show. 844-635-6684. Uh, Nate, you're on the line with the two-man weave. What up? What up, what up Mike Rapp? This is the Massachusetts rapper pack ambassador kid. Yes, yes, I like that. What's going on, Nate? Not much, man. I just, what's going on, Kenyon Martin? I just wanted to sound 31, you know. So, Kenyon Martin, when he was playing ball in the league, like that was, those were the guys I looked up to, you know. So, it was Appreciate the love, Appreciate the love. It's real cool. I'm a Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker, Walter McCarty. Those are my guys, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I, it's hard to watch now, and I was wondering what you thought of the, the whole the whole uh, All-Star weekend with the game, almost 200 points. A guy like Kenyon who, who made his bread blocking shots and playing high-nosed deep. You know what I'm saying, man? What, what, what's going on at the All-Star game? Were you there? Did you think it sucked? Talk to me, man. What, what, what did you think of the All Star Game and just the, the the general general climate of the NBA, Kenyon? Just a microcosmic of of the NBA <laughs> these days. I think that just that was the biggest stage to to show people exactly what the NBA is about now, and that did. Right. It turned a lot of people off. A lot of true true basketball fans. That display turned a lot of people off. Um, and I think real NBA guys who really who really appreciate the game, um, or fans, not just guys, NBA fans that appreciate the game, was discouraged by what they saw. They're just running up and down, the lack of lack of competitiveness. I understand this is 
it's a all star game. But even putting on the some, air of competitiveness. Yeah, at, at some point you have to like, oh, okay, we're gonna maybe maybe play a half a quarter of defense. Something. And, even just give the yeah, impression that you're p- pretending but, to play defense. But if you watch the NBA on a nightly basis, that's what you get. Mm. That's what you get. Mm. Layups and threes, free throws, no contested anything. Guys run up and down the court freely. And that's and it's sickening to watch at times, man, because people, who, like I just said before, I'm going to reiterate, people who really appreciate basketball, that's, that's, that's unfortunate for them to have to sit there and watch that. Um, something that caught the other day. You said something on Twitter, Instagram that got a little uh, traction. Tony Snell. Is it Sneel or Sneel? Snell. Uh, who cares? Okay. Played 28 minutes. <laughs> Anybody who remembers Tony, he played on the uh, the Bulls, and now he's on the books, the Bucks. Yeah. 28 minutes, and he had all zeros. That means no rebounds, no assists, no points, no turnovers, no nothing. And, and Kenyon, what, what is your take on a guy playing 28 minutes of professional basketball with a 0.0 stat line? Uh, that's 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 hard to do. And I had to, I had to post it, man, when I saw it because, in my opinion, that takes a conscious effort. Mm. It takes a conscious effort for you to be out there and not be involved. Like, you wasn't involved at all. Mm. You were out there just running up and down the court taking up space. Mm. And you did like, – you might have played solid defense, but – so you couldn't stumble into a rebound, right? Or or an assist, or like you're out there just for decoration, man. And that's how can you do that in 28 minutes of an active sport? 28 minutes Tw- now. Now you have on sweatpants and untied Jordans, yeah. a long sleeve shirt, and you have on a watch. Yes. Would you bet the house and everything you have that you could go on an NBA floor right now and get some stats in 28 minutes right now? Right now, from this, from TuneIn Studio right now, the Rockets and the Clippers are playing the Staples tonight. I could go down there right now, and I would have something. A steal, a block, an assist, free throw, something other beside my name, besides minutes played. Tony, cut the baloney. This is the two-man weave. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin, who actually still eats bologna but won't use a public bathroom. My name is Michael Rappaport. We'll be right back. we got about 19 more minutes. If you, if you want to call us, you can talk to us about whatever you want, as long as you don't curse, because uh, we got our finger on the trigger. Um, 844-635-6684. We're going to discuss this Amari Stoudemire story, which is starting to get a little crazy and get out of hand. Um, and this is a generation, and you got to watch what you say. Um, we'll be right back. NBA on TuneIn. Uh, Two Man Weave, Michael Rapport, and Kenya Martin. Two Man Weave will be right back. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi, I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. 
Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve, is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. We're back. You're listening to the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. It's Two Man Weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right. This is the NBA on TuneIn. This is called the Two Man Weave. My name is Michael Rappaport. We're taking calls. We've got about 14 minutes, 30 seconds left. 844-635-6684. This story is uh, starting to uh, get bigger and bigger and bigger. Amari Stoudemire, former New York Knick, former Phoenix Sun, former NBA player, is now in uh, Jerusalem. He's in Israel playing pro ball, and uh, living there. 
He's living there. Yeah. Yeah, he's about that life. He he came to New York and, and you know, I don't know if he was playing around or not, but he's definitely I'll say this about his Judaism. I'm Jewish. He's definitely a, a more practicing Jew than I am, and I think that's fantastic. <laughs> but he got into some trouble, and 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 what he said uh, is not so much what I want to talk about. I just want to talk about the social media effect of you say things now, and it was probably two days ago, and now it's caught legs. He basically said, and I'm not quoting him verbatim, but he said he'd shower across the street if he knew he had a gay teammate. Um. You know, he'd shower across the street. Uh, with, with he'd take his clothes, he'd change across the street, and 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 then he was asked uh, if he was being serious, and then you know he told the reporter, um, uh, uh, "There's there's always some jokes, there's always some seriousness, some truth in any humor." So what he said, he what he said. I'm not I'm not I'm not quoting it, so I don't want to go into the details of that. But Kenyon, you're an outspoken dude. I'm an outspoken dude, and and now with the social media and the immediacy. Of of everything, you know we're 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 live tweeting, we're we're live facebooking this year's show. You could say something that could be misconstrued. We have uh, Jameis Winston, you know he was he was uh you know uh, bashed these last few days. What is your take on what happened with Amari, um the the Baylor's women coach, the Baylor women's coach, uh, and Jameis in these last few days, and just in general for someone uh, like yourself or professional athletes. Where if you say the the one wrong thing, you could be sort of like you're a bad guy and and, and sent off to uh to to an island somewhere. Yeah, it's been going on for a long time now. Um, athletes and people in power um, being held for things that they've said. Um, from the Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model things even right. now, you know. But it's unfortunate that for one, you can't speak your mind, um, and for two, people are definitely going to use your words against you, and and the and the. The outlet now, social media, just gives things that um, it gives the legs quicker. Yes, you know, um, um, it grows legs immediately, and um, it spreads like wildfire. You know, and it's unfortunate that that Amari made those statements. Yep. Um, let's let's start there. But yeah, like Jameis is at the classroom. He's there for a good good. Um, he's trying to do something good uh-huh. for some kids, and he used a bad choice of words. But people don't like refuse to look at like how people were raised and right. the things maybe they could have heard or could have dealt with or been around as children and leading up to that point to a, that he's a professional quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things, like, he meant no harm in that. Mm-hmm. But it's unfortunate that it came across that way. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't wasn't trying to demean the girls in the class. Mm-hmm. It was just he, he felt he wasn't getting what he was looking for out of the little boys. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's unfortunate. Um that you can say things right now and it rubs people the wrong way. And, and like I said, we are two of the most outspoken people out there. And, and I've had to um, censor or, or not say certain things because of the backlash that it could possibly get. Right. And, and I know that, Yes. you know, so I tend not to speak on a lot of different topics because I don't want that to ever come across as, insensitive or mm-hmm. or I don't care or I'm not in the know. Mm-hmm. You know, so we definitely have to be careful but but these statements by Amari is definitely, definitely unfortunate and he has to own up to it. Yeah, and it, it, you know, in this day and age it really it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I just don't know what the end result is. And I also don't know these people that run with these stories about people saying something that can be offensive and then they want to put the, like a scarlet letter on them. 
You know, and, and, and I think there's a problem with that. Obviously, if you say something, you say something. And, and, you know, you could be judged for that. But to try to send people off to islands and, and to try to, like, judge somebody by something they might have said or whether it's Jameis and he's there at a school where he doesn't need to be and yeah. it's videotaped, and, and I, I just think it, I just think it sucks. So what happened to this thing that it was um, this thing of free speech? Exactly. You know, I thought you should be able to say what you want to. Some people going to like it, some people not. You know, you just can't degrade or demean like a human race or a per- whatever you want to uh, – it's just unfortunate that you can't speak your mind. Yeah. I'm saying you, and for people to, somebody's going to always have a reaction to it. Let that be the reaction, mm-hmm. and let's move on forward. But, but today's society and with the the bullying and the insensitivity of certain topics and things, race, gender, politics, all that, you have to be politically correct. Um, these the this day and age, which not a lot of people um have that quality. They don't possess that quality of being able to to think about what's about to come out of their mouth or what they're about to put on on social media type or live or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And, 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 you know, like everybody, they're, they're, they're sort of like wanting everybody to be the same. Yeah. You know, want everybody to sound the same, speak the same. Everybody's not the same. Everybody wasn't raised the same. Uh, certain people, certain cultures, not certain people, different cultures are going to talk differently. They're going to eat. Some are going to eat with their hands. Some are going to sit on the floor. I like to eat with my hands. That's not even a part of my culture. You want to judge me? You want to cast me off to an island? So I, I think this, you know, we're living in a very interesting uh, uh, a time of, of being someone who's outspoken. Because I know I like to talk yes. greasy. And, uh, uh, you know, but there, there's ramifications. The things can be taken out of context. Um, this is the two-man weave. This is the NBA on TuneIn. Like I said earlier, there's some great games. The Wizards, Raptors, Cavs, Celtics. Cavs at the Celtics. Darren Williams and Andrew Bogut, newly added to the Celtics. Larry Bird is not going to be there to save you tonight. The Pacers and the Spurs, the Rockets and the Clippers. What is your take on this? I think that um, uh, the Pacers, they screwed up uh, with my man, Paul George, who I've always liked him. And, and the comeback player of the decade with that, with that injury, um, I feel like his time and his best years in Indiana are over. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. In a year, he seemed to be offended that they, they were even putting him on the trading block. What's your take on Paul George? And when you were being, uh, you know, sort of shopped around, how aware of that are players and, and, and how much are in the know of it? And do you take it personally or did you, did you have to learn to not take it personally? Uh, I've, um, speaking on Paul's situation, um, he's, been, uh, he's been the man there for years now. Um, before the injury and after the injury, he's mm-hmm. still the man on that team. Um, it's unfortunate that it's come to the point to where his name has come up in trade talks consistently um, before the trade deadline, and and then not to be moved. You know that's the, the that's the unfortunate part of it. Mm-hmm. You know you can be a part of it, but then not for them to move him, and then you have to sit there and answer those questions from this point on. And in the back of your mind, do they really not want me here? Right. You no, know, I've bled, blood, sweat, and tears. You know for this organization, and and moving forward, who knows? You know whether. After this year, um, he played this season out, and he like, all right, well, get me out of here. You know, y'all didn't want me here doing doing the, the trade deadline, so now look, let's come to a conclusion where I can go, and this, that, and the third. But I've never paid any attention if my name did come up. Um, if you don't want me here, then move me. 
Do you do you think that that's uh, uh, some like is that is that a valid take or or is the business? I mean, obviously, you get older, mm-hmm. you understand it more. But like Paul George, should should is there even any truth in? It? Is he getting upset over anything, or is he getting upset over fatzos who stuff cap cupcakes in their mouth? Making, uh, you know, filling time on, on, on different television shows. You never know, because I think he said that they never came to him and told him it was true or false. Mm. You know, so that's, that's the unfortunate part. And who's the they? Who, who, would he like, who do you normally hear these from? I would say Larry Bird. Right. Um, he's making those decisions. He's the shot caller over there with, um, making the trades. I would say Larry Bird, um, come have a conversation with me. If he did or if he didn't, I don't know. Right. No, but things are coming out that he had no idea what was going on, whether they wanted him or they didn't want him. So I think it's conversations to be had and, and treat people like grown men and don't do things behind closed doors. If you want, if you think you can bury your chance moving forward with other pieces and, and, and me not here, let's talk about that. Right. You know, then we can see what we can do, but just don't not have these things out there then not make the move. Right. You know, you, um, so you put me in a way and you put the, the team, the guys on the team in a way to have to answer these questions then and moving forward. He, he, he deserves that because all that he's brought to Indiana basketball and Definitely. the comeback, Definitely. and from everything I know, uh, he's just a good guy. And obviously, I mean, yo, that guy's a player. And I mean, that literally is the comeback uh, uh, player of the, of, 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 the, of the century. I thought uh, Indiana was going to be more competitive. Teague, Miles Turner, Monte Ellis, Al Jefferson. This is a name we haven't heard a lot yeah. from this year. Well, yeah. you you matched up against Jefferson. He has an awkward style. Yeah, he Al, Al gets buckets. Um, he took a backseat. He's willing to come off the bench for those guys. Um, but I think uh, just they have they have solid pieces. Um, but like you said, I definitely thought they would have been better this year with Paul coming back and him really getting his legs up under him this year again and things like that. But like you said, you still have to play the game. You still have to defend, and there's a lot of other things coming to just having nice pieces um, in order to compete. This is the two-man weed. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with Kenya Martin, Dr. Martin. I'll take a couple of more calls if you want to. 844-635-6684. Um, Kenya Martin uh, uh, will give you a diagnosis on uh, knee injuries. Again, we're not doing anything about hips, ankles, if you've got, uh, finger problems. Call another show. I don't got anything uh, for you uh, on uh, your fingers, your ankles, or anything like that. Kenya, when you played in the league, what was the arena that had the rowdiest of rowdy fans consistently. What was the one arena where you just like, yo, I knew that I was going to get screamed at, talked to. It was loud. And how loud is it for you guys on the court? The loudest place I think I've played is the arena in Oklahoma City. Because mm. it's small and they're right on top of you. And the rowdiest fans um, that all bets off um, – I would say Utah or Philly. It's it's like neck and neck, I think. Utah, but di- a different kind of rowdiness? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some of the things that <laughs> – some of the things I can't repeat on air that's being said um, in, in in Utah and or Philly. Right. Um, yeah, it just – it gets – it gets beyond basketball at times. I knew that the Philly fans were about that life. Yeah, I they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. <laughs> they booed Kobe at an All-Star game and, 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 and for winning the MVP. And not only did they boo him, they stayed there yeah. to watch him get the MVP. Just to boo. Just to boo him. <laughs> they didn't care. Like, yo, you're going to be in traffic. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to boo him until, until, until I can't boo anymore. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's... Yeah, they yeah it gets rowdy on the road and um you 
know, just some situation where you have to have thick skin and you have to like there's nothing like winning on the road and shutting fans up. Right. Especially when they've been running their mouth all game. Right. You know, like some fans stick to basketball, some fans stick to just cheering their team on. Uh huh. And you have and you have those fans that cross the line. Did you did you and is it usually like the fans who can you hear when you're on yeah. the court? The first, first few rows, first few rows. Or it might get quiet at times and you might get a few rows back, uh-huh. you know, 10, 11, 12 rows back at times. But most of the time, it's just people that are sitting within the first few rows. All right, this is the NBA on TuneIn. There's so many good shows, star personalities, fantastic shows. Uh, my name is Michael Rapport. We're doing it every single Wednesday. Kenyon Martin and myself, 5 to 7 Eastern. NBA on TuneIn. Um, what else can I say, man? I told you, Kenyon, you got to go see Get Out. Do before next Wednesday, brother. It has nothing to do with basketball. This is a basketball-centric show. I highly recommend it. Um, yo, we're done. Kenyon, great show. Thanks for uh, rocking with me. Fans call in next week. This is the NBA on TuneIn, the two-man weave. Kenyon Martin and myself, we're done having fun, and now we're going to go take a little run. Yes, sir. We out. Yeah. You've been listening to Two Men Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin right here on TuneIn. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn. Listen like you mean it.